Welcome to Shanahan on Literacy. I'm Tim Shanahan, your host, uh, and this is the website where we believe there is nothing more noble than to teach somebody to read. Today we're going to get into a, a topic uh, that I've labeled, I want my students to comprehend, am I teaching the wrong kind of strategies, which I think is something we ought to be concerned about. Let me jump right in on this one. Uh, I'm reading a book about Herman Melville and Lewis Mumford. Mumford was one of Melville's autobiographers. Last night, I read about 20 pages. The author alternates chapters, one on Melville and then one on Mumford and back and forth. I didn't get the organization immediately, but whatever is revealed about one author will be implicated and what will be divulged about the other, though the connection isn't always explicit. Last night's pairing was about how these very despondent men each managed to find someone who would connect deeply with them emotionally and intellectually, despite the depths of their negativity. Now, that sounds like I was comprehending what I read, and yet that depends on how you define comprehension. Each chapter addresses a span of years in these writers' lives, but this morning I could only provide a guesstimate as what the spans of last night's chapters were, maybe the 1850s and 1920s. I remember that Melville's emotional partner was Nathaniel Hawthorne. I've read a lot of Hawthorne over the years and uh, visited his home and the settings of some of his novels. Uh, (laughs) But honestly, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of Mumford's long-suffering wife or how they found each other. These chapters included a a lot of specifics and examples about the points the author was trying to make. (laughs) But now I remember only one for each man, uh, though I do remember appreciating at the time how apt and effective they all seemed to be. But no, now I can't remember the specifics. I think I'd do well on a multiple-choice test, but on an essay exam, the gaps in my memory would be embarrassing. Now, I'm distinguishing here between reading comprehension and learning from text. It's an important distinction if we want to teach uh, reading effectively. Historically, reading comprehension researchers tended to use text memory as a close enough proxy for comprehension. This is because it's long been recognized that memory is the result of comprehension and that the two phenomena are impossible to separate. Comprehension refers to grasping the meaning, and meaningfulness is an important factor in getting information into memory. What got me thinking about all this was the late Ron Carver. Uh, Carver is known for rod-in theory and studies of speed reading and the creation of the Society for the Scientific Study of Reading. We were at a professional conference probably in the 1980s. There was a debate over reading comprehension strategies, which was a topic much studied at that time. One side in this argument argued for the comprehension strategies being important since strategies engaged the students' metacognition. Students were intentionally trying to understand a text, trying to be aware of whether they were understanding it, trying to take actions to increase the chances of understanding the text. The other side of the argument, Carver's side, argued that these so-called strategies were not part and parcel of comprehension, but items that belonged in a second category, study skills. According to Carver, that the strategies were less about understanding a text 
comprehension, and more about memorizing the information learning from text was an important distinction. Historically, study skills and reading comprehension rarely dined at the same table. Reading comprehension was thought to be an issue for elementary school children, and it was about reading, while study skills aimed more at college students and the college-bound and had more to do with their overall academic success. Now, prior to this emphasis on comprehension strategies, reading comprehension instruction tended to be more about practicing reading and answering questions. Children would read pages of a story and the teacher would quiz their immediate recall of that information. Dolores Durkin famously criticized this as more of an assessment routine than an instructional one. But many educators believe that giving kids practice answering questions would tip them off to what was important and would enable them to do a better job with such questions in the future. Strategies were meant to go beyond that comprehension practice idea to transform kids into more active readers, readers who would actively or proactively try to comprehend. Study skills, by contrast, were more about developing routines for learning and remembering information. An example of this would be the emphasis that it placed on highlighting text. Underlining important sentences wasn't encouraged to improve the reader's understanding, but to make the key information accessible later when students would be studying for the exam. They'd be able to revisit the highlighted part multiple times efficiently. Study skills tended to focus on things that students could do to learn information, how to take notes, how to use the library, the development of study schedules for multiple classes and the like. Comprehension was assumed to take place, so they focused on the development of long-term memories. This morning, I searched for peer-reviewed works on study skills in PsycInfo. It turned up 178,000 journal articles, not though not all of those were on the right subject. Uh, Many articles included terms like study and skills, and, and so they got in. Nevertheless, I went through the first 25 items in the list, and I can tell you many were in the right pew. They were about study skills. I then searched among these tens of thousands of studies for any that also addressed reading comprehension. That came down to fewer than 5,000 articles. And a quick scan showed that most of those had little to do with study skills. They they weren't very good. Scholars have historically kept these constructs separate, that shows, and I think it's time that we respect that. There's something to be learned from it. Arguments over comprehension strategies are a bit muddled these days. Some conflate the emphasis on efforts to foster metacognitive awareness and control with those that aim to foster a knack for answering certain kinds of questions. That's unfortunate because the former has a strong research record, strategy, instruction does improve something, while the latter, not so much. It's very reasonable to have students practice reading texts and answering questions. Just don't assume that answering certain kinds of questions has any kind of generalizable payoff to future comprehension of those kinds of questions. It it usually doesn't. Now, recently, arguments around strategies have come from those who advocate for a knowledge emphasis over a reading comprehension one. They want less reading instruction and greater opportunities for students to read texts that will expose them to valuable cultural knowledge. The reading strategies group too often ignores the quality or value of the text. (laughs) 
they claim it doesn't matter what they're reading as long as they're reading. And, and since you can apply strategies to any text, the text to them just doesn't matter that much. The knowledge advocates seem to believe that learning information is an automatic process. If students read about a topic, they will learn it, especially if they read several texts on the same topic. <laughs> Some learning does occur like that with little intentional effort on the part of the students. But it occurs to me that Carver rightfully labeled many of those comprehension strategies as study skills. Summarizing the information in a text, perhaps multiple times, is not likely to improve understanding much, but I'm sure that it increases learning. The same can be said for the recitation of a text that occurs when you ask yourself questions about what you've read and then try to answer your questions. Those are surely useful tools when you need to gain a greater long-term mortgage on information you've read about. That doesn't mean we should forget about comprehension strategies during reading, only that it's time to consider whether a strategy improves understanding or recall, and then to give each their appropriate due. Certainly the knowledge group is right about the importance of having kids reading books worth reading. Uh, uh, this means reading science and social studies texts for sure, but it also means reading worthwhile literature, cultural touchstones, and fiction that exposes important things about the human condition, about our relationships, our motivations, and so on. Likewise, maintaining an emphasis on comprehension during reading matters. Both groups aspire to this, but in my experience, the knowledge-centered approaches tend to place a greater value on text content. Strategy instruction can get, well, pretty procedural without sufficient attention to what the kids learned from the text as opposed to what they learned about text. But here's the thing. Neither group pays sufficient attention to teaching kids to comprehend. The one group stresses study skills, which may pay off a bit in terms of comprehension, but mainly by getting kids to pay some attention to meaning rather than just reading words. The other stresses knowledge as the key to comprehension, so the trick is just to make sure that kids already know a lot about anything they may need to read about, which seems to have serious efficiency problems. <laughs> I'm a student. I'm trying to read an assigned text. My problem is that I cannot read the text with comprehension. I don't understand what I'm reading. The comprehension strategy group will have me summarize what I've read, which may give me purchase on a few facts that I can pull together, but it won't help me to grasp the meaning of the text. I just don't get it. The knowledge advocates would have the teacher tell me what the text said or have me watch a video so that I would know what I was reading about before I tried to read about it, just shifting the comprehension problem, but not solving it since I need to read this book now. What does all this mean for reading instruction? Well, I think there are a few points that we can draw from it. The first one is this. Directed or guided reading lessons, those are lessons in which kids read text under teacher guidance and supervision, need to focus on the reading of valuable text, text from which we want students to gain content knowledge, and not just an improved ability to gain content knowledge. That's first, valuable text. Second point, it is not enough that these texts be valuable. They also must be challenging. 
It is perhaps okay in a science or social studies lesson to use books the students can already read reasonably well. That makes sense, given that their purpose is largely or entirely on imparting the information from the text. But if kids can comprehend texts on their own, then it's not the right text for a reading lesson. The emphasis should be on how to negotiate the difficulties of a text. The learning of the content will be incidental in this case, but it will come if the instruction successfully guides students to understand the text through their own reading efforts. 3. Building a depth of knowledge requires that students deeply process the information they're trying to learn. Just reading a text on a topic will rarely end up with a depth of learning. (laughs) Remember, here we want more than understanding. We seek learning. Teaching units of related texts is a good way of facilitating such learning. Having students write reports, critiques, comparisons, and analyses can be powerful too, as can presentations, debates, and other outcome projects. Those kinds of activities can get kids to review the content to the point that it's remembered and not just understood. I would add to this mix teaching kids some of the things they can do on their own when they need to remember what they're reading. That's where many of those comprehension strategies make sense. They may not take a lot of time to learn. The knowledge advocates are right about that. We often overdo strategy teaching. But unlike some of those worthwhile teaching activities, uh, units, writing assignments, culminating projects, these give kids individual power over their learning. Number four, comprehension strategy advocates should get serious about what constitutes a comprehension strategy. What helps students to understand a text? Some of the strategies that they've studied do fall into this category. For instance, teaching kids to monitor their comprehension, to be aware of when they're not getting it, and to stop and do something about that. Surprisingly, many students, even college-age students, will read an assigned chapter with little understanding and will do nothing about it. I did the homework. But what are students taught about? to do when they don't understand a word meaning, or when a sentence seems like gobbledygook, or when they're getting confused about which character or concept is now being talked about, or how to connect the ideas across a text when they feel like they're getting lost. That's where comprehension strategies need to come in. Of course, students who know how to monitor their comprehension can tell the teacher they don't get it and the teacher can explain it all, but students also need to learn to solve those problems themselves and they must develop the stick to to do it. So let's do it this way. When you're teaching reading comprehension, create opportunities to teach students how to solve comprehension problems, guiding them to solve those problems well enough to gain the content they're reading about right now and providing them with the tools to do that again in the future when working independently. But when the goal is to teach content, also provide students with strategies that will help them to study and learn more effectively. Different thing, remember. Don't allow the study strategies to distract from the content learning, however. Now, on this blog, I have added uh, what I hope is an interesting sidelight. I wanted to go back. I talked earlier about that text highlighting. And so let me just say a couple more things about that. Even though text highlighting was often emphasized in study skills regimes, both research studies and teachers often found this approach to be ineffective. The reason? 
Students didn't comprehend the text well enough to know what was important, so they tended to highlight everything or to miss the key points they should have tried to learn. If they knew more about the topic, this would have been less of a problem. At one point to the knowledge advocates, that's a place where knowing a, a, a lot of information ahead of time can be helpful. Similarly, if instruction had focused not on how to save the important information, but on how to recognize what was important, shifting from study skills to comprehension skills, since it was comprehension the students were struggling with, then the highlighting might have had more payoff. I'll give a half point to the strategies advocates. They recognized the need for an action plan for the students, but recommended the wrong plan for the actual problem the students faced. That concern about recognizing what is important in a text is both a reading issue, dealing with things like how information might be labeled or presented by an author, the frequency with which it's mentioned, or how it connects to other information. But it's also an issue of disciplinary knowledge, uh, recognizing the kinds of information that a psychologist, historian, chemist, or literary critic would most likely care about. Now that concludes today's entry. If you'd like a written copy of this, go to Shanahan on Literacy, and this is the blog entry for February 3rd, 2023. Uh, the blog includes four references that get into those issues of uh, memory and comprehension uh, for those of you who want that. I'd like to thank our sound engineer, Greg Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. I look forward to seeing you up the road in peace.